Welcome in, guys, in the box with uh, this week. We are lucky enough to have with us a fellow FM streamer, a fellow podcast host, Alistair from the Wasted Possession. Luckily, uh, well, luckily, I was lucky enough to be on their show the other week. <laughs> They're coming on ours now. Look at that. That is what that's what we talk about. Collaboration. That's what it's all about. Ella, how are you, my friend? Yeah, no, we all we all grow. <laughs> nah, it's good, man. Uh, I, I appreciate the look here, though. No, I wasn't expecting, wasn't expecting to be such a prestigious guest, but I'll take oh, it. I'll take it. Every guest is <laughs> every guest is prestigious, and they get more prestigious as we go. I'm sure as we oh, yeah. grow, every guest becomes more prestigious. Everybody That's what... eats. Let's go. <laughs> exactly. That's how we roll. Uh, cool. So we will be going through the five questions. They're the standard five questions. People who are watching the show will know what they are. The answers are always different, but we will start with the most obvious question, which is question number one. So, Alan, what is your first memory of football? Um, like it's it's weird. Like I I remember watching football when I was younger. My my um, dad was a Manchester United fan. My aunt was a big Chelsea fan. So um, whenever whenever they were playing, we'd go to my grandparents' house. And um, I'd just be like a little shit because I knew my dad would be supporting Manchester United and say I want the I want the blue team to win. Uh, <laughs> but I'd say I'd say the the first memory that I had was where I proper was like okay let's go. I think it was the two thousand and three four season. Right, um, yeah. Ruud van Nistelrooy took the ball from the halfway line against Fulham, did their entire team. Seemed to mess it up at the end. Still managed to pop a shot off and bang it in. Yeah, and that's when I was like, okay, because yeah. I was like, if if he could if he can make that, because <clears throat> if he can make the error, carry on, still score by the goal. Then that, that was the bit for me where I was like, oh, there's there's a little bit of something to this. That was that was the one where I thought, yeah, this is this is this, I'm going to start paying a bit more attention now. That's the one that got me in. Sort of thing. Yeah. So obviously, from that point of view as well. Your dad must have been happy because all of a sudden you're a Man U fan. <laughs> well, yeah, I think I was always going to be like it was. It was the influence. It's the only. It was the only team I really watched at the house and stuff. Yeah. But um, yeah, and then just looking at like some of um, again, Ruud van Nistelrooy. I I loved it when he scored and the whole crowd used to go rude. Yeah, like, yeah. That was that was a big one. Ronaldo pinging him into him and just he seemed to use every aspect of his body to get the goal in and they weren't always the cleanest finishes, but no. You knew you knew that he'd score them. Yeah. Um. I'd say I'd say a close second would be uh Louis Saha's um scissor kick against Blackburn, where he intentionally hit it such a way from the crossbar it spun into the top left. That was that was yeah. that was a special one as well. But um, yeah, the Ruud van Nistelrooy was really the man. Yeah. That, um, got me got me in. Louis Saha really. I mean, I I thought he had that very short stint at Newcastle where he was rubbish. But from Fulham onwards, genuinely felt he was a very underrated striker. And he was so unlucky with injuries. because If, if he didn't have those injuries, he would have been a better striker than Rubens. Yeah, yeah. He was fantastic. The period of time, I, I remember him coming in the season Fulham first went into the Prem. And he, he scored two goals for Fulham to put him, I think they were 2-0 up against Man U. Um, and then he came off and they went through and Man U came back and won 3-2. But you just knew from then that he was going to be a bit of a baller. And... It wasn't he, he wasn't even someone who didn't perform when he came back from an injury. He still scored goals, but he just spent so long out all the time. Yeah, it was such that a makes shame. Sense. 
Even when yeah. he was at Everton, towards the latter stage of his Premier League tenure, he was still quality when it came to yep. finishing in front of goal. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Okay, cool. So, number two. What was the first major international tournament that you remember? And what is it that you remember most clearly? Uh, this is a weird one, actually. So, when I was in year three, it was 2004. Um, yep. So it was the Euros 2004 and we did a little drawing class. Um, yep. Everybody basically picked a team out of a hat um, to pick, you know, the the team that was going to be them for the tournament. And yep. um, uh, whoever got the furthest would then um, win a prize in school. Yeah, um, It might, might have been the 2006, it was the 2006 World Cup actually. Yeah. Um, my bad there and um, I I it was my birthday when the draw happened so I got first pick and I picked out Ukraine which is the first ever World Cup showing as well Andriy Shevchenko up front yeah yeah so yeah, that, that and yeah yeah I was just rooting for Ukraine they made it to the quarterfinals they got knocked out and I cried <laughs> but yeah that was, <laughs> that was one another one that I kind of followed but didn't really follow much until the final was um, the 2004 Euros, um, yeah. which Greece won. And in the finals, uh, when Cristiano Ronaldo started crying, he set me off as well, which yeah. is the only thing I really remember from that tournament. But in that in that World Cup 2006, I was just back in Ukraine to the max. To be fair, that I I had um, in the 98 World Cup uh, because obviously I am significantly older uh, than most. I was people. born in 98. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> Great, thanks. Um, <laughs> so, so in in uh, World Cup in '98 uh, at work, there you go. That's that's how bad it is. Um, at work, I drew uh, on our work sweepstake Croatia, um, and they finished third. And yeah. I'll tell you what, I'd never been so surprised. But much like you, although you were seven or eight, yeah, I cried when Croatia went out. So. <laughs> well, <laughs> I was I was so proper guy. So you know, yeah, I was well Lillian two Rams, only two international goals ever, and he scored both of them in a semi-final of a World Cup against Croatia. What the hell? That's not now. Nah, oh, man. Not right. Not right. Upset me a lot. Um, I mean, you went out to the winners, so there's no shame in that. Yeah, and they they came third, so I did still win something. I think uh, top three places. So whoever got to fourth place in there got it. But yeah, so got Croatia it, came first. So brilliant. Happy times on that. Yeah. No. <laughs> so what? So so what you remember most clearly is that sweepstake and uh, and Christiana and um and uh, the Ukrainian team and things like that. Is it then? That's your yeah. That's your clear it was memory mad. It was just a completely random pick, but um, it was one of them because I had Croatia, not Croatia, Ukraine to root. Sorry. Yeah. Um, it was more of an incentive. Like my dad, yeah. my dad isn't English, so he didn't really support England. Yeah. Um. When it came to international tournaments, so I I would I never really rooted them until a lot later. Yeah. Um. Until I started like you know what watching football on my own terms rather than because uh, dad's watching it. Yeah, yeah. Um. So that was that was like in a real incentive to actually follow the tournament. Cool. And have have a team that I, I that would benefit me if they would. <laughs> yeah. Your dad wasn't one of those who supported everyone that England was playing against, though, was he? He definitely was, yeah. He oh. definitely was. He had, he had a bad ex- <laughs> He went. He went. He went to. He went to a under 18s England game and had a bad experience yep. there. So right. he, it was all downhill like from that, that point on. Yeah. See you yeah. Later. Exactly. <laughs> Fair enough. Cool. Okay. So, 
when you played football, where did you play most regularly? What was your position? Uh, my main position was CDM. Now, when I was a lot younger, um, I was really, I was quite good at football. Um, but um, I, well, as I got older, I started to lack a bit of confidence and it reflected how I was. Like, even now, like when I'm feeling myself on the ball and I'll do something, I'll be like, how have you done that? And like, there was times where I think, oh, I said this, I'm just going to blast it from the halfway line and it'd go in. And in those moments, I was good, but I just didn't have much confidence when I was younger. Yeah. Um, so I almost almost downplay it in yourself. So you say, yeah, oh, downplay it in myself. Yeah, it was yeah. it was like it was one of them that was like because because when when my when my dad was younger and he'd just come to the country, um, like you'd run home and you'd run to school because if you didn't, then that you'd get beaten up for the color of your skin, basically. Yeah. Um, and because that was the situation when he was younger. Um, he had the sort of mindset that like confidence wouldn't be good because I'd get beat up, even yeah. though times have changed. So he kind of molded me into a less confident form of myself. And like you know, like in in primary school when um you get split up into different classes for the year, like yeah. I had a friend of about eight friend group of about eight people. Like three of them were in one class, four of them in the other. I was in on my own in the one. Um, so. Yeah. I was just completely like I didn't have I didn't have any of my friends in my class and I struggled to make them at that time. I didn't really develop social skills until I actually um, ended up working in customer services and had to talk to people. (laughs) Um, But um, so so yeah, like that those sort of factors just I lost confidence generally and that reflected in my football. But Mm. what I could do was play central defensive mid. And just think, if I can just stand in front of you, goal, uh, your goal side, yeah. I might not be very good, but I can sure as hell make you not very good if I just yeah. don't let you touch the ball. And that's the sort of role I started to play. And from that role and just looking up, I became quite good at distributing the ball. Yeah. Um, my, my, long, my long range passes are probably one of my better things. So I was just playing that sort of role and um, trying to do that thing. And that, that, that got me into the school football team. Um, but yeah, it was, I could, I could have, if I, if I, if I'd carried the confidence that I had when I was younger, um, yeah. and then had that sort of encouragement, I think I could have been quite good, um, sort of up front creatively, maybe as a number 10, um, yeah. I had, I had the, I had the vision to pass and I had the sort of intelligence to pick someone out, but yeah. because of the lack of confidence, I didn't really push forward didn't want to put yourself in a position where you could be sort of chastised almost for, for doing, picking the wrong option. Yeah. And then when, yeah. when, once you, once you make that one wrong option on the playground, you just get, oh, he's not very good. And then yeah. from that point on, you're not getting past two on in during break time. You they're, they're looking for an excuse to throw you in goals. Yeah. Um, so it was just, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? Like it's just a vicious cycle. And that's what it ultimately like boiled down to. Or if I, if I'd managed to keep that confidence, I think, um, I would have, I would have been, I would have been a lot better than I was. Yeah, I mean, you said there that you you lack the social skills. Obviously, people wouldn't know that now because you're you're very sort of you're exuberant when you do oh, your, yeah. your your own streams when you do the podcast stuff with the waste of possession guys. Um, did you find that when you got into that school team, you started to um, interact, make more friends, that sort of thing, or was it was it still kind of you in the school team but kind of on your own? 
um to when when i got to that when i got to that school team it was it started off like why is he here sort of thing yeah, yeah. and then towards the end of it i remember last game of the season literally everyone on the pitch for some reason was just chanting for me um nice. all their parents were chanting for me because i hadn't scored a goal all season <laughs> and that game was like the best game of my life i was doing everything i missed because the keeper made a great save i didn't manage to score but um because of the role that i sort of played in that and occasionally the left back as well yeah um i we, we managed to miss out on top spot on goal difference because at that age particularly no one's defensive minded we had one guy who was you know five foot ten in year six so he was yeah. a center back yeah, yeah. Um, and that sort of thing. So you know, it was that sort of mindset. No, me and him just kind of stayed back and did the dirty work, yeah, which yeah. Uh, enabled enabled everyone else to sort of go forward. But when 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 I had that sort of backing, I'm very much I'm very much someone who kind of needs someone to put their arm around the shoulder and say, "Oh, it's all right, mate." Yeah, yeah. Uh, do what you're doing, and then I'll then I'll flourish on whatever it is. And once I had that sort of thing, especially from literally like everyone. That's that's yeah. when I started to really come out, um, which would would have been great to find out then and realize then. But obviously, when you're that age, it's it's a bit difficult. Um, yeah, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I mean the reason I ask is because I know when I was at school, the football team, our football team was very much bar one or two people, the same as our rugby team, a bar one or two people. And this is where I mean, I, I growing up sort of near London, it was very multicultural, but there was still our cricket, our cricket team, we had four guys from Pakistan in our year group. Um, so our cricket team, they all got called into that. I don't think one of them was even any good at cricket, but they all went into the cricket team. Yeah. Um, well, that's four funny, of us dropped out. When, when I, when I went, because I was, I was quite good at cricket when I was younger. I was quite a good bowler. Um, and when I went to join the cricket team, the um, uh, cricket team captain at the time was like, but you're half white, we want to win. Like that was his reason for not, letting me join the team which then when i bowled him out for a duck during training which was open to all it was one of the highlights of my high school life but yeah that was that was very much that sort of clickiness so i do i yeah. do see where you're coming from with that yeah but i think the core group of it was were friends and it, maybe not necessarily at the start but obviously once they sort of once we all started playing together it sort of built that sort of friendship to an extent and i think that sort of yeah. carried on through on so yeah hence the reason for the, the additional question okay cool Number four, and I think you've kind of answered this in the last bit, but if you could have done one thing differently that would have enhanced your footballing ability, what would it have been? Again, like just confidence building, yeah. but it's it's difficult to do, especially mm. when you're so young because you don't really understand it um, to that yeah. degree. I think um, the main thing would have been is that not not caring at all, I'm going to take two of you on, shoot from however far I want and bang it in because I was annoyed because no one was passing to me. I should have just done that more often. Should have probably yeah. been a bit more assertive as well. It's just a sort of self-belief that would have helped. Um, and even then, like, even even the, the friends that I did have, because um, yeah. obviously we still play together, they tended to be quite good as well. So I didn't really get much of a chance to showcase that. Whereas yeah. the other team, like we'd spank the other team every lunchtime. And uh, we'd we'd score a few goals, and then one of them would say, "That's it. I'm having a penalty. Proper one of them lads." Right, um, yeah. But and I think it's my, my ball. maybe, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think maybe switching to the other side and just you know not being in such a big, not being the being like a 
middle-sized fish in a middle-sized pool rather than a small fish in a big pool would have probably have helped from that sort of perspective um but yeah i think that my my biggest thing is just confidence i think i think when it comes to football the most important thing is the mental aspect anyway compared to the actual talent and i think you know players such as cristiano another prime example of that i think they are not he's not naturally gifted when it comes you know when you compare him to somebody like messi but it's just the mentality and that eliteness that just brings him so much further forward than everybody else yeah, that drive and dedication is massive. Yeah. Um, you see that with so many players. I mean, you know, we'll, we'll come on to it in a minute, but, you know, you touch on it there. Harry Kane, someone who was poor out on loan for most of the clubs he was at, um, apart from Leighton Orient, which is why he keeps throwing money at him. Um, but, yeah, poor. I'm, he was at Norwich. He was rubbish. He was at Leicester. He was sat on the bench at Leicester for most of the time. He then gets one chance at Tottenham, and all of a sudden he's an absolute hero. But that was that drive, that constant determination to prove himself. And it worked out for him in the end. And as you say, Ronaldo, not the most talented. You can tell when he first went to Manchester United, he looked very, when he was doing all his tricks and flicks, it always looked rigid as opposed to the fluidity of Messi. But it's got more and more fluid as he's gone. And he's made himself the player he is. Messi was born like it. And it it does make a massive difference. Cool. Okay. So those are the four questions around sort of your football in history. Number five is all about your opinion. It's number five. It's the big five. What do you feel are the five key attributes to making the complete footballer? I mean, I think confidence is probably the one that I'd probably value the most high, particularly because it's so personal to me and mm. I've listed the reasons why so I don't yeah. uh, well, well we, we we know why I think confidence is the one I think yeah. determination and having that sort of drive to really crack on is important as well you know yeah um there was there was one guy I used to know when he was um 12 he was playing with the 18 year olds and he was doing them day um but then he wanted to, you know, play Xbox and just do normal things that a kid would want to do. Um, and then ended up not making it. He was with the Everton Youth Academy at the time. Yeah. Um, and was he was he was the best person I've ever seen on the ball. Um, and I guess having that determination to make the sacrifices and just put it all, just you know, r- risk it all to to um, make it because you're so determined to do it. I think you can't you can't you can't become a footballer by any means without doing that sort of thing. And, uh, you know, take sacrificing a lot. So I think that's probably um, quite, a, quite a key one. I'm trying to yeah. think. Um, I think. Well, what do you think? Just, just to, no, while you're thinking, just to touch as well, what you're saying there again, that determination is key because uh, one of the guys who used to play for me uh, in my, uh, my club um, was Swedish, went to school. He was the year group below Zlatan at school. Um, Zlatan, he said openly, not the best player in the school. One of his mates, one of Zlatan's mates was the best footballer at their school. But he didn't have, he expected everything to just be handed on a plate to him. He didn't have that desire to sort of progress and improve. And he ended up having, apparently had a a career in Sweden that didn't really go anywhere. And he stopped at the age of 28, 29. And Zlatan's still smashing it out of the park at 40. So that's still... That determination is... Yeah, it's so key. But yeah, cool. Confidence, determination. 
I'd say I'd say there'd be the ability to work as a team as well. Like we all know guys who are good on the ball but just don't pass. And uh, they're the ones who don't get anywhere. Like I know a guy who played um, for the youth ranks of Sheffield Wednesday but was let go because he didn't pass. And he was good. But he was just had that selfish streak in him. So I think um, you know, th- those are the players that always stick out more, the guys who are looking to play the pass. And I remember one of the drills the coach did with us when we were when we were in year six. He'd have the greedy guys stand next to just anyone and say, on my whistle, he's going to kick the ball to the guy across from him. You're going to run. We'll see who gets there first. And obviously the ball would get there first because no one's going to run that fast and just drill into that like you're never going to move faster than a pass. So if you want the ball to go off field, you need to pass it. And um, yeah, I'd say having, having um, having that element of teamwork and just not being selfish, um, a, uh, it's probably one of the more um, important attributes um, to have for me. In order, mm. uh, get a team game, isn't it? You're not, you don't, you don't win things on your own unless you're <laughs> absolutely elite. Um, you're <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. And even then, you know, Ronaldo, Ronaldo doesn't score those volleys, those head-ins, those bicycle kicks unless there's a killer ball played from the side, sort of thing. So no. even, even, even the guys who shiny the team. I think uh, yeah. that'll probably probably go up there um, as well. Um, I think obviously you need to have a little bit of speed about you. You need to be quick. Um, these are the less important ones, <laughs> I guess. Um, just you know, to in order to keep up, and even like you know, having the stamina to carry on as well. Uh, obviously, lasting a full game, not not being intelligent with it, it's not just sprinting for the first twenty minutes and then you know you you can't do anything for the next twenty five. Yeah, um, no, having having the intelligence of knowing your limits in terms yeah. of what you can and can't do, and even then, I think my fifth would be intelligence. You need to be able to read the game. Uh, you need to be able to know when it's appropriate to do something and when's not appropriate. Like, um, I was quite good at. I was. I used to do boxing quite a lot, and I was okay at it. And I had a sort of thing that I do. Whereas if I was in the corner, I'd just pop something up just briefly. It wasn't quite an uppercut. But it was like in an uppercut position, but almost like straight rather than curved. Yeah. And that got me out of trouble when I was up against the ropes because they weren't expecting it. The end was to hit him on the forehead, daze him, and then it's free rain for me. <laughs> like sort yeah, of yeah. thing, because they're not expecting it. But if if I did that every time, then first time yeah. I might get him, second time I might get him, third time, they're gonna know it's coming. So yeah. I think if you do have that sort of special thing in your locker you need to know when is and when isn't an appropriate time to whip it out. And um, when you do whip it out, you need to make sure it's the right time and it's appropriate to do so. So it's kind of almost like an awareness, isn't it? It's um, it covers a lot of things. And as you say, that intelligence is knowing where people are, what's going on. I always find it very interesting to watch players who, one of the first things that I always think is when a ball is coming to you, have a quick look around before it's there. So you know what your next pass is and you know where the, the, uh, the danger is coming from and the amount of people who don't do that and don't even make themselves big just to hold anyone off who's coming in from behind them and lose the ball in silly positions. And it's so frustrating, but it's that simple awareness, simple awareness. Cool. So confidence determination teamwork speed and awareness not one attribute to kickable <laughs> i mean i, th- I think the, the, that's, these, these these sort of things are the things you can't train right that's very like, true 
Yeah, if that's it's true. all in the you you can't you can't teach someone how to behave or um how to think, but you yeah, I mean you can, but you can't you can only do yeah. that to a degree. Yeah, you can yeah. you can always you can always show somebody how to kick a ball further or that's how true. to place a shot or anything like that. So I think um in sports that sort of thing is is secondary. Um which whichever sport you're going with, it's always it's always the unteachable things that um that that will come first. You can you can teach yeah. someone how to do anything else. And it's good because it is the first time that I think we've not had that. And it is a different perspective. And it's the whole reason why we have different people on, but with the same questions, because yeah, exactly. everyone's going to say something different. The amount of people who have picked shooting. And I think, <laughs> what about all the other things before you get there? Um, what about, I think, I think the thing is the, what I like shooting is uh, attributable to a striker, but you know, might not yeah. be attributable to the, the goalkeeper or the centre back. I think all of the things there are attributable to all 11 positions on the pitch is what I was trying to sort of go for. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, if you've got, if every one of your players has those five things, you, you've you got the basis of a good team to start with. Which is good. That's what you want. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think for the next draft, I'm going to put all of these in as my key attributes and see if it works out for me. <laughs> oh, mate, I'm, I, I'm big on the mentals. If the mentals are all green, I couldn't care about anything else for signing them. <laughs> <laughs> it has been an absolute pleasure to have you on my friend um if you're not already Alice's link is underneath him right now also the wasted possession link is underneath him as well so go and drop in on both of those you never know you might get to see me on a wasted possession draft again in the future crying or throwing things across the room because <laughs> it never seems to go well but for now <laughs> guys <laughs> we'll go back to me Live time. Ala, thank you, my friend. Catch you in a bit, Badge. Thanks for having me on.